there was something really fantastic that happened the other day. And I had someone that watches my Twitch channel. They came on and they said, so I go to a college, I think it was in the UK. And they were like, I walked by someone the other day and they were listening to one of your songs. (laughs) And they had never seen me on Twitch. And so they stopped by and they, those two people connected because um, that person said, hey, are you listening to Jennifer Jess? And they were like, yeah. And they started, they became friends over my music. And I was over the moon that that even happened. I bet. <laughs> In the night, my mind starts to fantasize. I look, you got me hypnotized. Ooh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living in the Limelight. I'm your host, Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Living in the Limelight Show and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com. And of course, you can find our podcast through all the major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Each week, we feature a conversation with a different artist where we delve into what makes them tick, and sometimes we get pro tips on pursuing a career as an artist. If you're a performer who would like to be considered for our show, check out the questionnaire at livinginthelimelight.com. And thanks, of course, so much for listening. Jennifer Jess is a singer, songwriter, and recording artist based in Atlanta, Georgia. She originally found her passion for music by listening to greats such as Celine Dion, ABBA, Etta James, The Beatles, Fleetwood Mac, and more. After studying opera for a year, she decided she wanted to go in a different direction and pursue pop music full-time. She initially found her core fan base online on a platform called Twitch TV and streams to her worldwide community of almost 18,000 people. Jennifer released her first single in 2019, garnering over 800,000 streams on Spotify and landing her first Spotify editorial playlist in 2022. She appreciates the ever-changing world of pop music and loves being able to create music that moves the soul. Let's welcome Jennifer to Living in the Limelight. I wanted to jump right into it with um, a quote that's on your webpage. It's on your, okay. it's on your bio. And it's about the, the songwriting process and what you mentally go through when you think about emotions and then release them a little bit and then put your pen to paper. Can you um, maybe even highlighting a couple of your own songs, think about that process? Because that is... I think that's the bread and butter of the way this works, right? If you can really get the connection to everyone um, through what you have experienced or what you feel, um, then the magic comes out, right? Yeah. So what yeah. Like for um, you? So when I write, I, I'm almost always drawing from some kind of personal experience. Um, sometimes it's other people, like people I know in my life that are going through something mm-hmm. and I draw from their experience. But yeah, I always try and bring something that is, of course, like that's happened in my life. Um, and yeah, it helps me connect to the songs that I end up writing. So yeah. Do you feel like the, um, is it more of like extremes that seem to be the, the ultra sad 
moments and then the ultra happy moments or can it be the simple um, connecting moments that spark you and get you to put things on you know into a song um i think it's a little bit of both Mm -hmm. um i i think that definitely when my songs have flowed the most have been when it's been on more of a sad topic i think Mm -hmm. um it's always taken a little bit more effort for me to write the happy songs. <laughs> um, yeah, th- those don't always come together as quickly. But the sad ones, I think it's just because when I'm happy, I-, I don't necessarily think, okay, let me go write a song now. <laughs> right. you-, you know, it's like when you're sad, it's like, okay, I need to go write a song because I got to let this out. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, it's therapy time, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think that might also be a reason too. Cause when I'm happy, I'm like, okay, I'm out and about, I'm doing stuff. I'm not thinking, let me go write a song. Cause I'm happy right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I think, so a lot of, although actually a song that I'm releasing soon, it's, I wrote it, it. It was supposed to be a sad song, but I wrote it with an upbeat tempo. So it's actually really danceable, mm-hmm. even though it's on a, a more, depressing topic <laughs> um so that's kind of like a little mix i i did because i was like okay i want i i have this like sad song i'm writing but i don't want it to be feel sad um so i put it to an upbeat uh song <laughs> or track yeah no that's really interesting because um and and so you think for the listener when when they're approached with that. First of all, they're going to hear the music and they're going to be wanting to dance and it's an upbeat. And then when they delve into the message of the song, um, that I guess it's kind of like a, a perfect storm. If you think about it, cause they can contemplate something serious and also the endorphins of dancing and being happy can be there at the same time. And yeah. Yeah. And it, it's also like the song itself. It's almost sort of sarcastic. Um, you know, it's about heartbreak, but it's like, so it's called I cried for the both of us, but it's, it's saying, well, it's okay that you didn't cry because I did it for both of us. I took care of all of the closure stuff. And so it's, it's really just in the song. It's almost like I'm happy go lucky, but mm. there's very much a sad undertone with it, with what I'm actually saying. So, yeah. Got you. Wow. So you, I know you're in the midst of, of your pure craft and you're, um, you're totally going for it. This is, the thing for you but let's go back just a little bit and kind of get um i read in your notes on um, your website and and some other things about um your training your even when you're around the house with your mom um i always like to hear the a little bit of the backstory because it it frames who you know who you are today so could you take us back a few years <laughs> to um yeah. you know running around the house and and singing songs and and just kind of move us a little bit into um, who you are today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember just like the love for music was um, something that I learned from my mom because it would just be like Saturday mornings. She'd turn on like her CD player, put a CD in. And much of the time, for some reason, we chose Enya. <laughs> so, oh, I love um, Enya. That's a great Really? Choice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like Orinoco <laughs> Flow is my jam. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's super melodic stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we we dance around the house to Enya, like uh, yeah. her like best hits or something like that. And uh-huh. 
Um, and then also just, yeah, she would sing a lot around the house because, I mean, my mom, she was, she was into music. She was in the USO uh, back, I think, during the Vietnam War. Ah, singing um, to the troops. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um, but that really inspired me. And then my grandmother wanted to become an opera singer. And at the time, like that was, I think World War II was happening at that time. So she, it just didn't work out for her. And also she dealt with, you know, being shy and stuff like that. But apparently she was really, really good. Um, <laughs> so so that's DNA kind of, for it. yeah. it's kind of, it's been passed down through that side of the family. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how it started for me. And, you know, at first I wanted to be a dancer when I was like five, Yeah. but then <laughs> I, I knew I wanted to be, be a performer of some kind. And it wasn't until I was like about nine years old that I was like, okay, yeah, I want to be a singer. And I was like, this is what I want to be. <laughs> and it just never changed ever. So Yeah. That, that's a huge question. That's really the, um, the essence of this podcast. And the reason it even got started is because um, something within people who step on a stage and do that kind of work, be it actors, um, uh, singers, dancers, you name it, it, to have a public, to have that um, drive to share their art in front of people is special. Like it's so special because to like referring back to your grandmother, maybe even a little bit, there's that line of fear. Like, I don't think I could do it. The person who doesn't get up in front of the microphone for karaoke, for example, which would be me. Um, it's yeah. just, <laughs> there's that, like, there's a wall and I want to, yeah. I'd love to f- explore if you can think of it because it, there's something you have, like you just said, you wanted to be a dancer and you love performing. What do you think drives that? Mm. <laughs> I, I think some of it, gosh, that's a good question. Actually, mm. I, I think about it and I think, I don't, I, I don't really, oh gosh, now that I think. It's probably multiple things, honestly, Um, because, you know, one of the things that popped into my head is like, oh, maybe I just wanted to be seen. Maybe I just wanted to be recognized. But then again, I was also a very shy child. So it it was weird. It was like most of the time if I, I was very, very shy, but then I step on stage and it was different. Um, Were you in a a totally different mindset and it, and you're like a different persona? Yeah, like a totally different mindset because it was like, it was the one thing that could just help me push aside any kind of anxieties or shyness that I had as a child. And it was the one thing that was just more so important to me that it sort of, you know, took it over. It, it just became more important. So I was, you know, it's like, I, but it was like I felt free, like whenever I was on stage. So it was like, okay, yeah, I'm actually, you know, I'm not, I'm not shy up here. Um, so that, that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, the drive, I guess it's always just been like the passion to make beautiful art in front of an audience. I mean, that's something about performing. I just thought it was, you know, I always bring it back to when I was about five years old, I was at my kindergarten. It was, it was a talent show and I wasn't a part of it because I was too afraid to go on stage at that point. Uh-huh. But I saw a little girl about my age get up on stage and sing the sun will come out tomorrow from the Annie soundtrack. And I remember it like it was yesterday and I was sitting there with my mom and I was just thinking, wow, 
that's amazing. She can do this. Like she's not scared to get up there and do that. I want to do that too. And so I got so inspired just from that moment. Um, and that little girl, like I even remember her name and everything, but wow. it was such, such a moment for me. And I think that I, I also thought that like, wow, to do something that, I mean, I, I, that most people think I couldn't do cause I, everyone called me shy, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was one thing, but then also I just, I love to perform. So yeah, that, that's, that's probably the drive. There's, there's a lot more. And honestly, I'll probably continue to think about that question after <laughs> we're done talking. So. It, it may generate a song. You never know because it's something. Yeah. Yeah. Think about, um, well, you know, this is going to be a left field question based on all of that, but, um, you know, with the advent of technology and Facebook and whatnot, and since you at least have the first name, what would it be like to reach out to that girl, the five-year-old, if she's around and find her and say, look, I'm doing this basically <laughs> because of that one performance. Right. Imagine her reaction. Oh my gosh, I know. I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder sometimes if I could track her down. I might, I might try. I feel like I, I, I Googled it at one point, but uh, I, I might give it another go. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, if I were the recipient of that information, I could tell you it would be awe inspiring and and of course just it would yeah in a total direction who knows she might even be singing too but um to have, right to maybe that. i'll try it yeah that's so awesome well speaking of like um inspiring others um to be honest i learned about twitch from you i had no okay. idea what it was i still don't really know a lot so i would love for you to delve into it deep yeah deep but um, I know that's been a game changer for you. You even acknowledged it on your website. But um, for those young singers out there that are just exploring ways to be seen, you know, they're playing local cafes and they're just doing um, open mic nights and whatever. I I get the feeling that Twitch for you has been like a game changer. Is that true? Yeah, it definitely has in many ways. Um, yeah, so it's if you don't know what Twitch is, it's basically a platform which originally started with gamers uh -huh. um, and streaming streaming their video games on Twitch for people to watch and building communities. But it's expanded outward now to where it's, you've got many categories, uh -huh. uh, streaming categories on there, including the music community, um, which is still, I think it's still under 10 years old. Um, if I'm, yeah, it's still pretty new compared to, you know, a, the when it first started out right um so i've been on there for about five years now heading towards six and um when i started out it was i mean nobody knew what twitch was um now ever since the pandemic happened there was a huge influx of people that went on twitch mm -hmm. and now people i feel like are started to hear about it because musicians would be out of work and so they went on twitch and that helped them stay afloat during those hard times. Mm. Um, so a lot of people, like all of a sudden, I used to know almost everybody on Twitch, on, on the music community, yeah, um, all the channels. Expanded so much that it's and now it's like, I meet a new person every day. I'm just like, wait, I, okay, I don't know you. Let me follow you. Um, so yeah, it's pretty crazy how much it's grown in itself. But yeah, it was game changing for me because um, when I first started out, I remember... I was pretty shy and I wanted to do open mics and this was just five years ago. Like mm -hmm. I, I, 
I gotten, I did opera for uh, a year in college. Uh-huh. Um, and then I realized I wanted to pursue pop music. And so I went after that. And then finally I found Twitch and I started on it. I was super nervous. Um, but then I realized how quickly my online community could grow and how people were just so encouraging because I had it in my head that people were going to completely tear me down and tell me yeah, I was happens, awful. Right. Yeah. And it was so the opposite. Like oh. in my head, I thought it was going to be so much worse. And instead it turned out to be, I mean, my Twitch fans and viewers are, they, they have kept me going. Um, whenever I'm feeling down or whenever, you know, things get slow with music, they are there cheering me on. Oh. And they're my biggest supporters. So it's, it's pretty amazing. And that alone has been just life-changing. Um, but then also, I've just been able to build this wonderful group of super fans, honestly, mm-hmm. that will just, I can always count on them to go listen to my music several times, like the day I release something. Oh. Um, I do all my release party streams for my singles and music on Twitch. Um, so it's definitely been like a driving force. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's definitely been, uh, quite a ride and I'm so thankful for them. It's kind of, it, it sort of reminds me, I, I'm, I'm a little old school compared to you, but, um, you know, getting attached to a record label and they're doing the media promotion and they're putting you in front of press or whatever. And it, it's sort of the modern version of that for the independent artist because, um, people can reach you directly and, and that's yeah. the other part of the question is I would like for the people who are considering this. So you said you were nervous to start it because it's a, it's an audio visual interface. Like it's your streaming. Oh yeah. Um, it's not just, you yeah. know, you're going to put your song out. It's like, you can, you can, you talk and you interact and you okay, time to play yeah. a song. I mean, I guess also you can monetize it too, because it sounds like, like you said, some artists were able to stay afloat during the pandemic. So yeah, it's essentially putting the the guitar case out on the street, right, and say, "Hey, if you're, yeah. if you're willing." Um, so, is do you think that innately is the best part of it? Is that you can um, uh, do you get like a feed of um, questions on on your monitor as you're doing it, or do you hear? Is it all like you hear them ask questions? Because I actually haven't. Oh yeah, done it at all. Yeah. So like you said, it's audio and visual. So it's like me here sitting in my studio in front of my piano mm-hmm. and uh, they have, I have Twitch chat open. So they're typing and I'm reading everything that they're saying. Um, so anybody that wants to interact with the stream totally can. They just type in chat. They can also request songs and I'll play songs for them. Um, and they can also subscribe to the channel. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's very interactive. And, you know, it's, it's very different from like Instagram, Facebook and everything like that, because this is like, you're sitting there for, you know, three plus hours with this, this, whoever, you know, joins in and some people stay for the whole three hours or more. Um, yeah. So it's, it's like, it's very, it's very different from just like the quick social media, like reels and all that, you know, you're sitting there for hours. So, yeah. And so for someone who wants to jump into that, um, can it be, what, what advice would you give them at the very beginning? Cause this is what I picture in my head. You know, I've got this big plan. I, I, you know, I can play X number of songs and I've got my, you know, my, my playlist ready and I know how to do these things. I'm, I'm, let's say I'm an accomplished musician. 
I just need my audience. Um, and so you start the, the stream it, at the beginning, at least when you didn't have a lot of followers, was it like a little bit of a, more of a performance and you just would play and then play another song and then talk a little bit and play. And then the, the you know, the, the texting stream would start a little bit and then the following yeah. time, did it kind of grow incrementally like that? Or what advice would you give somebody to kind of jump started and try to get their, their following going fast? Yeah. Um, it is like when there's nobody there or there's not as many people to talk to or talking and chat, you can definitely like try to talk to them and, you know, just ask like, you know, general questions. Um, but overall, yeah, just keep playing music until people come. However, you know, these days it's a lot, I feel like it's a lot more, mm, it's a little bit easier starting out on Twitch, I think, because when I started out five years ago and not as many people knew about Twitch, there was a stream where I just sat there with one viewer oh. for like 50% of the stream. And I'm talking to the one viewer, and then I realized that that it, it counted me as the one viewer. So I was just <laughs> oh, talking no. to myself the whole <laughs> <That's> thing. <hilarious. laughs> yep. Um, and uh, I eventually, you know, I they started to trickle in like two. Oh, there's three. Oh, there's four. But I had a much slower start back then because there was just not as many people watching Twitch at that time. So, and eventually, you know, it started getting in the 50s and then the 60s, you know, and it started building a bit. But these days, I see people start out with like, maybe the first stream is really, really light. But by the second or third, you know, they have 15 people in there, you know, and uh-huh. some some start out with a whole bunch. It just really depends because yeah. sometimes other communities will, what it's called is rating so when they end their stream, they can bring all their viewers to any other streamer that they want. And so if they have 90 viewers watching them, they can raid into another stream and give them 90 viewers. Um, so, yeah, sometimes you'll get raids, and that helps out a lot, too. So it's, it's, it's a lot of some stuff is by chance on Twitch, um, you know, how, how you end up growing. But mm-hmm. then a lot of it is really just hard work. So. Yeah, that process that you were just describing, just was imagining like a, a house party, right? And the general neighbors can hear it and they know what's going on, but then a car drives by with more people and they get, right. they get entered into your, your party. That's right. really cool. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> well, um, for, before we leave Twitch, I was just thinking, um, I, I, I see your thankfulness and it's genuine and it's 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 raw because it's like you you understand that it's helped you build your community. Um, yeah. Besides that, do you as a as marketing your own self? Would you recommend for the new Twitch user or the you know growing Twitch user to use other platforms to derive you know like get on Instagram and do a little post and say yeah I'm going to be on Twitch in two hours. Be sure to tune in. That sort of crossover. Um, did oh, you do yeah. any of that? Was that helpful? Yeah, I, I definitely, honestly, I should be doing more of that. Um, but I have done a bit of it and it does, it does help. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, first of all, it lets them know that like I'm on something called Twitch and, you know, yeah. when I meet, like I have some like, you know, more distant friends where I'll see them in person or like acquaintances and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I've seen you. You've been streaming on this thing called Twitch a lot. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. And like, they may not know what it is, but they know that I'm posting about it a lot. So then they start asking questions. 
Um, or sometimes they'll even dive into it on their own and be like, okay, what's this Twitch thing? Um, so yeah, getting people, and that's something also that I've been trying to do more of lately. Um, because on, just, if you're just on Twitch alone, it's, it's hard, much harder to grow, but when you start bringing people from other platforms over, mm-hmm. it, it really, that really helps. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been trying to do more of that myself. Um, so yeah, definitely trying to get the cross platform thing happening. And now that like the past two or three years that people really, I feel like have been discovering Twitch music, mm-hmm. um, it's become a lot easier because people, people have a lot of people now actually know what I'm talking about <laughs> when they see it. Um, so that's kind of cool. Cause I mean like the first two or three years I was a ghost. I didn't post on Instagram nobody knew what I was doing and I was over there building my Twitch channel, but no one knew what Twitch was. So it was sort of like, okay, great. I can practice these songs and I'm not, cause back, like I'd say four years ago, I was not confident in my playing, like playing piano. I, cause I pretty much learned to play piano for Twitch because I needed oh, to back myself up with an instrument. Interesting. So yeah, so it's, it's, I was very insecure when I first started out. So I was like, I'm glad that no one knows what I'm doing over here. I'm just sort of secretly like building my own community and becoming better at what I do. (laughs) I'll tell um, you from a fan perspective, um, just so you know this, and your Twitch community has probably told you this, but that's really, for me, one of the coolest things when I see an artist. Now, I haven't been through the Twitch platform, but on Instagram, when they'll just pop on and, and do a quick video of saying, hey, I'm working on this concept. What do you think? Or, hey, I've got three demos, songs here. Which one do you like the best? That kind of stuff. And we, as the listener, get to think, hey, we're we're like here at the beginning, the the birth of a song, and we get to participate yeah. in it. So I like that yeah. you have engaged your, your Twitch audience with that. So now you don't feel um, apprehensive. You're, you're willing to explore um, how the song might develop right there live. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, I, I do. I do a bit of that. Yeah. Do you mean like, um, like, uh, songs that haven't been released yet? I show them first. Yeah. Or you say, you know, I was, yeah. I was playing around with this, um, this riff or this, this melodic part of the yeah. song. What do you think? And you just kind of throw oh, it out. They're a great test group. <laughs> they are. They are my test group. Like, I, I will definitely do that. And sometimes I'll just play a song and I'll just be like real nonchalant about it, like. Oh yeah, I just wrote this the other day and I'm super nonchalant about it cuz I I don't want to hype it up or anything because I want to see what everyone's natural responses are when I play it. Uh-huh. Um there's even sometimes where I have just played a song without announcing the name or anything and it's one of the ones I wrote and I I wait till I'm done to see like okay, what's their really their unbiased opinion without knowing I wrote that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that's amazing yeah and you, it's it's good it's, it's it's a market survey right there in front of you because you get direct feedback and um, exactly and they're honest yeah yeah good <laughs> yeah because you need the honesty you don't want someone just buttering you up the whole time oh yeah yeah cause they're also they're just so invested too so it's like sure they they love hanging around on my stream and being a part of my journey um and you would think that maybe they would just butter me up with compliments all the time but they actually are really truthful because <laughs> I think that they really care about my career and like me putting out music that is really great. And, and they, they want to make sure it's great too. And so 
they're completely honest and it's really cool. Yeah, isn't that, I think that's the greatest part and that might get to um, part of your original answer about wanting to perform and, and whatnot is that pure interaction with the fans because I've heard this more than once. Oh, yeah. um, I was talking to Kent Arberly just the other day, he's a drummer and um, I use this example in another podcast but he, in the back of the stage covered with, with drums in front of him he says literally while he's playing is he peeks around. He looks all around the audience and he tries to lock eyes with somebody in the audience to just to kind of right. connect with them and let them leave with a feeling of like, oh, wow, we, we, we talked at least, you know, with your eyes. Yeah. And you get that with Twitch, right? Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, now, when, when I'm in person, there's nothing like being in person mm-hmm. and performing because um, I, I can actually see their faces. Yeah. Um, but... I do, I do know they're watching and they let me know and they're, you know, much of the time they're very, they give me a lot of feedback and, and they're, or they're clapping in chat or they're saying they enjoyed it or or they brought tears to my eyes and different stuff like that. And, um, so yeah, whatever they communicate is what I know. Whereas out in an audience, if you see a tear fall down someone's face, it's not that they told you it did, but Mm -hmm. you just saw it happen. So you're like, Oh, okay. You know? Um, and, and, and that's, I, w- I was just going to say though, that is part, that should have been part of my answer because that <laughs> actually the audience really is a lot of what drives me, um, to do music because mm-hmm. I just, I just love hearing how it affected people hearing something that I, I wrote, you know, just really got to them and got to their heart. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually the reverse, I think for that five-year-old self of, um, with the Annie song is you were the audience member and you were affected and it, it pushed you. So, you know, yeah, yeah. now your audience is being moved in different ways by your art. And, uh, I, I think that's the most, one of the most special connections that, you know, if you're a, a painter and you paint, a, an, a some sort of beautiful, the Mona Lisa, right. And it gets hung on a wall. Yeah. You have people come and look at it, but you might not be around to hear them comment and hear them say, Oh, I love the brush strokes and I love that. But you're in a unique position um, in many cases where you can interact with the people that way. And it's a, uh, it's a brave new world, like way back in the day, Absolutely. It was a concert and that was it. And you had a little meet and greet and, you know. Yeah. So, And that's cool. another great thing about streaming online is that I, I meet people from all over the world, which I think is also incredible because, you know, way back in the day that that may not have happened until you toured over in Europe or, mm-hmm. you know, toured to Australia. But now I have people that are like watching me from all of those places. And it's, it's really cool and exciting. Um, in fact, there was something really fantastic that happened the other day. And I had someone that watches my Twitch channel. They came on and they said, so I go to a college, I think it was in the UK. And they were like, I walked by someone the other day and they were listening to one of your songs <laughs> and they had never seen me on Twitch. And so they stopped by and they, those two people connected because um, that person said, Hey, are you listening to Jennifer Jess? And they were like, yeah. And they started, they became friends over my music. And I was over the moon that that even happened. I bet. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah. That is, so cool. that is the magic and, and the, unlimited potential of reaching people music yeah i both know is it's it's an unspoken language that is a language that does everything you know expresses all emotions and uh and boom you just yeah you got a taste of it that's so amazing so 
definitely. I'd love to talk about a number. I'm going to throw a number out at you and then I'm going to define it. And I'd love to um, just figure out how this has happened because I, I imagine that this number blows your mind a lot when you actually sit back and realize it. But the number yeah. is 14,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. It's Spotify? Yes. Yeah. You have 14,000 plus monthly listeners. Not just the two people that we were just talking about, right? But you have yeah. some, that is some yeah. serious cred. And uh, what, yeah. what, do you, what do you attribute that to? I mean, I'll attribute it to beautiful, fantastic music that's just Thanks. so fun to listen to. But is there more? I appreciate it. Yeah. Course. Um, I, you know, and what I, I am proud of that, and I think I'm also proud, like, because even now, being at fourteen thousand is amazing, and what's even more amazing is that I'm kind of in like the dead period where I haven't released music in a few months. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, even at its lowest point, it's still super high, and that's just it's so incredibly exciting to me and I totally credit it to having learned about marketing, honestly, (laughs) um, just how to market my music. And, you know, I'm still, I'm not perfect at it and I'm still getting better at it, but lots of marketing. And also one of my songs has been a huge driver for that. Um, cause one of the songs just constantly gets, a bunch of streams every day. It, it was the first song I ever released called Blue. That's what I figured you were um, talking about, yeah. Yeah, so that one is definitely a huge driver. Um, but then it's also helped, I think, with the momentum of the others. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, it's all about the marketing. That's, that's definitely a lot of that. And, you know, everything from social media to Twitch to um, Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Um just yeah, so, all all of that together. <laughs> yeah, and I know you've studied it. I read in your notes that you um you purposely have gone to conferences and you've gone to classes and you have just kind of do- you dove into that information. Is there something yeah. um, besides just like you need to be with these platforms? Can you give any concrete, specific, like good starter advice for somebody who's got talent? And they just need the world to hear it. Because, um, and this could be almost universal for any industry, um, certainly for, for musicians, but like if you're a writer, um, is there something that you kind of know that um, from the marketing perspective, now that we have all these yeah. tools, because we have all these tools like right on our phone right there, um, would you say like it needs to be frequent? It needs to be a certain creativity? You ask questions. Um, what yeah. is your approach generally? Um. Consistency, consistency is probably at the very top of my list and it's it's easier said than done um because much of the time even as i'm still discovering today it 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 takes having a schedule almost planning out social media posts planning out you know everything that you need for a single everything leading up to it um the whole release making a strategy um, strategy, scheduling, and consistency is, and I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm still working on those. I'm definitely, it, it, it's somewhere, it, it's been a hard, it's been a hard, long road with me when it comes to marketing. Because mm-hmm. when I started out, 
uh, releasing my first single back in 2019. I posted on Instagram maybe like once a month. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't like the post. I I just it. I don't know. But it, it's definitely been something that I've grown into, and now I enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, because what I've noticed, and this isn't a black and white kind of thing, it's that an artist is a creator, and you, in, in an ideal world, I think you would just love to be at your piano and your microphone and just share, 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 and come up with new thoughts. And then there's this other side of the business end yeah. of it that has to be done, and at first, I guess it was you know, begrudgingly you had to do it. But now I loved hearing you say just now that you, you like doing it. So what, um, what do you, why do you think you evolved into liking it? I think I have evolved into liking it. Well, for one thing, having been told from so many conferences, from so many, um, you know, programs I've taken marketing programs and, um, friends that are artists, I think it's, basically been drilled in my mind you definitely need to market your music you need you need to post you know so but i think like the main driver honestly now is is that some of my friends on twitch for instance that i've have been beside me we're both growing together in you know different directions with Mm -hmm. our music and music world um but i've actually seen a couple of those people skyrocket from social media and I think just being next to them having started where they started I'm just like okay if they can do it I can do it too that is so freaking inspiring Mm -hmm. so honestly yeah seeing some of my friends or peers skyrocket um just I mean even within just two years going from a small number on Instagram to just a giant number of followers on Instagram and you know, and, and even more than Instagram, like on Twitch too, um, seeing that happen and, and, but also knowing that I watched them post over and over and over again to be so incredibly consistent and creative with what they were posting and building a story about who they are, mm. um, and seeing them become successful, even just through that yeah. is amazing to me. So that, that has kind of, pushed me and, I, and now I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that too. I just have to, I have to get a schedule. I need to figure out what creative content I'm going to post to build a story around, you know, what I do. Cause I think in my head, I'm just like, and maybe some other artists may, you know, it may be like this for them too, but I, you know, I, I tend to think, Oh, everyone knows that about me already. But then I think about it and I'm like, Oh wait, no, they don't, you know? Like, I think in my head that people know these things already. And so when I realized, okay, no, they don't, because they can't read your mind. They actually only know these few things about you. Cause I might scroll down my Instagram and be like, okay, these are the things I posted. So a stranger would, would only know these things about me. Right. Um, so that kind of puts it in perspective to me and it kind of pushes me to make content that really dives into who I am as an artist. You know, for brand new people that are coming to my page, they can be like, oh, this is who she is. Um, so that's, that's definitely put it in perspective for me recently. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah, a continual working on your image and working on defining yourself and the consistency, like you said, uh, it, it all it all helps. We're in a 
uh, generation now, um, you know, that where at least the young people, um, the attention span is just, it's nil. Yeah. <laughs> and so definitely. you got to continually be in front of them in a different kind of way, but a similar. Yeah. Problem. I love that you, you know, want to keep a, a story about it because if it's just a bunch of random craziness. Maybe somebody will yeah. kind of put it all together, but if it's, if it's got the consistency and, and the, the, the branding that is all you, then, uh, I think that is, and of course the talent is there. So it's, I'm thinking of you as you're talking, I'm thinking of like a a good restaurant that has like really great food. But if, you know, nobody, if everyone goes and eats there one time and they go home and they don't tell anyone about it and the restaurant doesn't do any advertising, it's going to be like, well, yeah, it's still great. But once the, once the word spreads that the food is great and people talk about it and the restaurant starts saying, Hey, come in, you know, for a special then. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you're going to skyrocket too. I've got the crystal yeah. ball right here in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And you know, in the end of the day, people just want to connect. And mm-hmm, that's do. what I learned from Twitch. So then I was like, okay, so I need to be able to bring, you know, cause it's so easy to connect when you sit for three or four hours on a streaming service in front of people and you're talking, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's been like, okay, how can I make that into a 30 second reel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on Instagram? It so. is hard. It's hard for, I think almost everybody. There's certain people, like you said, that seem to have a knack for it and I applaud them. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real oh, tough yeah. to condense that. Well, I'd love to get into your music a little bit. Um, uh, we can definitely talk about blue. I love to hear the stories and I think the listeners of this podcast too, like the, like how a song um, came about in terms of where you were, what place you were in your life, a certain situation happened or you observed yeah. something. Um, and I've got, you know, I've got blue lit here listed here. I've got strength and love. I've got imagine you. Uh, I got me and just the whole gamut of, you've got a lot of music out there. Um, any of them you want to kind of touch in on that were special memories that still it's behind yeah. the scenes studio stuff, whatever comes to mind. Um, it's, it's, I think super interesting for all of us to kind of know the behind the stuff of the song. Cause like we appreciate the music. We love the lyrics. We hear the beautiful voice and the instrumentation, but maybe from you, what, what the process was for you and, and how you feel about the song now, whichever ones you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I know with strength and love, that's, probably one of the most memorable um stories i have well i just how that song came to be um i had a a close person in my life going through some serious mental health mm-hmm. uh, uh struggles and i wrote that song because well because it wasn't even just them but it was it was several people at that time in my life and then this person was even closer to me and I just found out out of the blue that they were having these really serious mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, I, I was, it made me extremely sad, but also I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to write a song that tells them how amazing they are mm-hmm. and how important they are. And I'm just, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then all these other people that just were popping up in my life that time, you know, dealing with those things, I was just like, I'm going to write, I'm going to write something to them for them. And, and also for myself, because I've, I've struggled with anxiety in the past. And, um, that's been one of my hurdles I've had to get over. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I wrote strength and love. And I sat down and 
I just wrote it like they were in person with me. And what would I, what would I say? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like the very first line of the song is place your hands in mine. Why do you believe your eyes? Um, which basically means, you know, that sometimes in life, you know, we see things, you know, that they appear to be a really bad, horrible situation, but you know, what does the bigger picture look like? You know, is that something that we can get through? Mm -hmm. Um, and usually it is, even though it may be very hard. Um, and so, and also like the negative things we may say about ourselves, you know, that may be what we see, but everyone else sees something so much, something so incredible, um, about yourself that maybe you don't believe, you know, about yourself. So that's, that whole song is, basically telling someone how awesome they are <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that really, one's important yeah me. that one's really cool because it's um i was writing notes here as you were talking just kind of thinking a shoulder to cry on is just that's what it is in song form is i'm here for you and i'm going to support you and i'm going to listen to you and like you said it started with an individual but it has worldwide applications and um in the state yeah. of mental health um as the way it is now with so many people really dealing with that um it's great to have like a a, a song a go-to song to kind of uh, get a little yeah. uplift definitely definitely i and heck i'll listen to it sometimes <laughs> yeah no, that's um, good. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm one of those people that i will listen to my own song sometimes but it's usually like far after i released it because you know, there's that initial, like when you're mixing and mastering and you listen to it 500 times and you're like, okay, I've heard it enough. Um, but so yeah, it's like a few months after you're like, okay, maybe I'll go back and listen to it. Let's see what it sounds like, you know? Yeah. I've always wondered that about musicians. Um, and it makes total sense. And I imagine, you know, you'd be kind of tired of it by that time, but, and then if you're going on the road and you're playing it so many times, do you kind of mix it up a little bit? But I, I'm, I love hearing that, that, you know, you can, you you have enough drawback to go. You know what? I I love that song. I love what it says, and then you can hear yourself sing it again. Are there any others in that list, or another song um, that you'd like to talk um, about? So let's see. I also I enjoyed making Imagine You. That was that was also a lot of fun. Um, that one was probably because a lot of the songs, if not all of them, up into that up until that point. Um, were all done just with a producer online. And then, you know, I would go to my engineer's house and record, but I didn't actually really get to work on the production. Mm-hmm. Um, they would just sort of give me a beat and I'd, I'd tell them feedback and things I want to fix with it. And then I would write to it. Um, but with Imagine You, it was the kind of thing where we were in the studio and writing song and um, I was writing song and then, we were sort of building it as we went. And then I brought in my guitarist and I was there with him working with him and then, you know, getting the right guitar sound and, you know, just being a part of every, every bit every of aspect. song. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was super awesome. I mean, cause especially during the pandemic, everything I was doing, everything online, anything I was releasing, it was all online that I was dealing with, you know, producers and everything. So mm-hmm. Um, it was super, super awesome to just, yeah, work on everything from start to finish and be a part of the whole process, um, with that one. So, yeah. So how gratifying is it? So now you've painted the picture of the, of kind of like I was in my mind visualizing like a, like a Lego, 
um, a Lego building and you're putting the guitarist here and you're putting the drums here and you're going to do this and you're going to layer the vocals there. And, you know, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a puzzle, right? But how, how, what's that feeling like for you to bring, um, you know, your lyrics intact, your mostly maybe, and, uh, who knows a, a basic melody. And then you go into that working environment and you see your vision of the song just kind of rolling out. Is that awesome? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's nothing like it. It's that is my second favorite feeling to like my first favorite feeling is re- having my release party on Twitch and playing it in front of everybody and seeing their reactions in live time. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite feeling. But the, yeah, the second favorite feeling is definitely in the studio when everything's coming together because sometimes I'll have a little anxiety leading up to it. It's, yeah. You know, just thinking, am I ready to record this vocally? How is it, you know, how we, how is this going to work out? How are we going to do this? You know, just, you know, it, that also happened with, so the single that I'm going to be releasing soon, um, I really didn't know how it was going to sound. I, I wasn't, I wasn't completely sure it was going to be a hit, you know, mm-hmm. and then I got in there and started working with, I had a vocal producer and my engineer and me, we all worked together. And by the end I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is a banger. All right. We're, <laughs> we're good. We're going to be okay. This is okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so, going to yeah. be a totally satisfying feeling because yeah, it starts, you know, with, it starts with one note or it starts with one word and then it develops yeah. into this kind of this artistry and, and to have other people on hand right then to guide you and give you feedback in the moment. And then, maybe collectively it's like, Ooh, <laughs> what we just did there yeah. was amazing. And you, you know, you have that, um, team, yeah. team approach to it. I love that. Definitely. Well, awesome. Um, could we talk a little bit about gear? Do you have like, sir, what, for example, is it a rolling keyboard that you play? I can't remember. Um, so the keyboard I play is a Casio, Casio. PX. Yeah. PX 560M Navy blue. Wow. Listen to you. You know the model number and everything. So what what is that instrument like? Uh, are, are you a gear person? Does that instrument mean a lot to you? Do you like, are you um, brand centric or just, you know, whatever is in front of you, you pick up and try to play it? I mean, I have to have certain qualifications in the stuff I use, but I wouldn't say I'm like super, you know, one of those people that are extremely into gear and everything um like i have to have weighted keys on my piano and i have to have all 88 keys um which you know because i just like having i like feeling like i'm i can close my eyes and then i'm sitting at a grand piano like Mm -hmm. just having access to all the keys that's one thing and then um just the feel of a real piano that's probably my top my top things um, then honestly, like I remember when I was shopping for this one, the color, I, I love the color blue and I thought, <laughs> wow, it's really pretty and it had good ratings. So I was like, I'll just get this one. You're like, so, check, check, check. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boxes. I'm kind of, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, you know, the color tells me, but <laughs> no, that's okay. Cause uh, I, you know, I know people who go to the horse races and they pick a horse cause it looks good or right. You know, right. It's totally fine. Uh, what about microphones? But, Do you have like a, a certain oh, mic? Yeah. Oh, it sounds like yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've, I've had the same mic for, oh gosh, I think it's been like four years now, um, an Aston Origin. Um, 
and I love it. It looks like kind of futuristic. It's metal and has like this cool looking metal cage on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I think Aston is a newer brand. Um, cause especially when I bought the microphone, they were kind of starting out, but, um, it's actually, I have a friend who does, does a, uh, he engineers and well, he does a sound for really, really big stadium shows, mm-hmm. um, for big artists. And, he came in here one day and tried out my Aston Origin and he's very familiar with a lot of different microphones and stuff. And right. he, he didn't, he was very skeptical cause he hadn't really heard of it at that time, but he tried it out and then he heard me sing on it and he was like, okay, wow, that's actually really good. Um, it delivers a very warm sound and he was, he was really impressed. Um, and is having that the not one that heard you the, use on your Twitch streams, like that's the one that's right it there. is. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. It's lasted all this time, and and some people, you know, they'll they'll ask me like what brand it is because they haven't heard of it, and yeah. you know, a lot of people they go with like the more established brands, um, but I always stick with this one because I why you know why fix something that's not broken? I I just love this mic so. Yeah, and I, yeah. Do, I do believe that certain microphones just, I mean, they can't all be the same. They can't all sound the same, just like guitars. And, yeah. And, and the warmth or the the need of no warmth, if the, if the voice has all that warmth. You know, you you got to find the thing that complements you, and you've right. found it. Yeah, this one definitely feels really good with my voice, particularly. Definitely. Now, when you go to the studio, will you just yank that thing off the stand and go take it with you, or will you? So, you when I go to the studio... Um, I, I mainly record at my main engineer's house and he has a different microphone and I'm trying to remember, uh, the name of it, but it's a, whoo, that thing is, <laughs> you wow. You like a, a, a big payment on that. Very expensive. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That, that one, I forget the name of it, but that mic is amazing. You can hear like even the smallest, like everything is so incredibly crisp and clear and mm-hmm. you can hear your heartbeat like your pulse from your body that thing is just incredible <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's, it's a great maybe mic. some t- circumstances you get too much <laughs> if yeah you, uh, yeah land on the vocals and like whoa wait i think i burped okay, yeah <laughs> my guitarist my guitarist actually for my acoustic song i did an acoustic version of blue and we went to my engineer's house and he was playing the guitar on that mic and we he was trying to be so quiet with switching, you know, to different chords because that mic just picked up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the sliding around on the neck, I bet. Yes, yes. Very cool. Well, um, let's look in the future. You've got um, I cry for the both of us coming out, and uh, do you want to yeah. drop, drop a date for us, or is it not quite? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually coming out February seventeenth. And I'm about to make my very first post on social media for it today, actually. But uh-huh. um, it's coming out February 17th, and I'm super excited. Very cool. And so beyond that, because I know you said you've been taking a little break from releasing music, is this going to um, kind of get the engine revving again for you? Or do you kind of want to keep the status quo of, of building your Twitch community and, and, and putting songs out every once in a while? Or what would be oh, like, yeah. you know, so- the, the pipe dream? I'm sorry, it's a two-part yeah, I mean, question. <laughs> right. Ideally, um, like last year, I, I would have released 
every month if I could. Last year, I had a lot of roadblocks and stuff going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, though, like, I'd never take a break on purpose because I love to make music. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, if I can, I, I, I just keep releasing. So this year, I actually do have a goal. Um, it was my New Year's resolution that I want to release five singles minimum this year. Um, five original singles. So, yeah, that's what I'm shooting for. And if I go beyond that, then that's awesome. Um, but yeah, trying to trying to make it to five at least. So that would be amazing. I believe that's an EP, basically. Would you want to do the yeah. singles all the way through, or maybe just kind of I, plan I them? I think I'm gonna. Together? Yeah, I think I'm doing doing singles for now. Uh-huh. Um just so I can build up a little bit more. And then when I build up my Spotify and everything a bit more, that's when I feel like I would release an album or another EP or something like that. Um, Yeah. Being such a single driven market these days, I feel like I I definitely want to build up my audience a little bit more before I, I put out like a full body of work. Um, Yeah. So that makes sense, but it'll definitely happen. And of course, along the way, are you, um, do you do merch? Are you involved in doing that kind of thing too? Yes, I, I do. Um, I'm actually getting ready to release uh, limited time only merch for, uh, my brand new single. Um, but I am planning to release, uh, some like just basic Jennifer Jess merch. Um, cause I have some for my other singles. Uh, on my website right now, mm-hmm. my EP and my one of my singles. But I'm looking to add um, some new stuff this year. So, yeah, there'll definitely be some new merch drops coming up. Excellent. Looking forward to that. So that kind of brings us to you and how to find you. And you have, I, I just want to say, an amazing website. The um, I, w- I wanted to know if you would do a little shout-out for the photographer who took the pictures because the like that oh, one yeah. with the um, I don't know, it's like an empty warehouse, and you're leaning on the chair. It's like, oh oh yeah, that's a sensational shot. Uh, and I would love if if that particular person is you know, Mark looking to have other um, musical clients. You know, we could we could put that information. We're going to make a web page for you on livinginthelimelight.com, and you know, we can list whatever, okay. and they can link. Yeah. It so. Um, if you wanted to shout yeah. out who that was and, uh, and talk about like how else, how else people can find you. Um, so, well, first of all, that one specifically was Brandon Gentry. Um, and then Ida John is someone else, uh, who has done my photos as well. Um, and I have more, I'm, I'm trying to remember their names right now, but, um, you can send them to yeah, me so, offline. It'd be fine. Yeah, sure. Um, but to find me though, um, do you mean like all my social medias yes, and stuff? Yes. Yeah. So, um, on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, it's all going to be at Jennifer Just Music. Um, and then, uh, Twitter is Jen Just Music. Mm-hmm. And then I'm Jennifer Just on YouTube. And I'm also Jennifer Just on all streaming platforms anywhere you listen to music. Nice. And then jenniferjess.com. <laughs> yes. And jenniferjess.com for my website, which I was actually editing a bit today. I'm getting it ready for the new merch drops and stuff like that. Sounds good. Well, it yeah. has been a tremendously wonderful experience talking with you. Um, it's, I always tell the, the artists that I visit with, it's, you know, that, and this is similar to your Twitch story. Um, 
me as someone who has just followed various artists um, on Instagram and, and we see that one aspect, but to actually um, connect and, and get questions and, and just visit with you, it's, it, it's really meaningful. And that's really why this podcast exists. It's so people can, um, it's another avenue for them to hear, you know, all about what drives you and, and why you make the art that you do. And so um, I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time yeah. to talk to me and uh, thank you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Please keep me in the loop if anything changes. Um, and I know things will, when that, when that skyrocketing moment happens, <laughs> please come back and, uh, and we'll talk about yeah. um, how things are different for you. That Absolutely. I, and I, I, I loved meeting you and talking with you and this was awesome. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. All right. Well, have a good evening. Okay. All right, you too. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. Maybe you
watching you.